PFT Media. Hey kids, it's your buddy Peter. It is 6.13 in the evening and we're putting the finishing touches on episode 133. It's our interview with a producer, director, writer, radio personality, all around nice guy, all around funny guy. His name is Michael Wanzi. You might know him as Wanzi. He uh, he does the Monday music re- uh, Monday movie review on the Phillips File on one hundred four point one. He's been doing that for years, and he's been doing theater here in town for as long as I've been in this community. And he does it really well. And he's a joy to hang out with. He, he made me laugh. He made me smile. He made me very uncomfortable. He made me kind of just feel just uncomfortable in my own home which i find is hilarious and uh, he's a joy to talk to and i think you're going to really like this he, he's got a lot to say uh his musical monorail inferno will be showing at the friends festival coming up in may and he came in to talk about that and talk about theater and music and his life and it, it was it's just a it's a fun conversation i i like what i got to do and frequently i get to meet people who i i've always kind of wanted to meet and this was the case wanzi is the cat's meow uh, you're going to like this first a little bit of business though uh whatever you got going on tomorrow whatever you got going on on april 20th cancel it Right, just scratch it out of your calendar and come hang out with us at La Femme du Fromage tomorrow from five until eight. Uh, it's our first listener meetup. Here's what La Femme du Fromage does. First of all, they are Orlando's cheese shop. They are really good at what they do. They get cheeses from around the world, handmade cheeses and meats. They have wine. They have beer. And uh, every Friday, they do something called Grilled Cheese Happy Hour. And here's what that is. They set up shop outside in the courtyard. And for 12 bucks, you get three grilled cheese sandwiches and three paired craft beers. And they're, they're meant to go hand in hand with each other. Tonda does not screw around when it comes to making these things. She's really good at what she does. So we're teaming up with her tomorrow. There'll be that. There's going to be some prizes. There's going to be some free stuff some swags we got stickers we got buttons and we got some other stuff we might be giving away and also i'm going to be recording a brand new part of the podcast and i'd love for you to be part of it i'd love to you for you to come and record part of the podcast with me so come hang out we're going to start doing these things once a month and this is the very first one so come hang out with us la femme du fromage is in the east end market in audubon park it's at 3201 kareen drive uh big building courtyard lots of parking beautiful comfortable well worth the trip from anywhere in central florida come hang out it wouldn't be a party without you and it would mean the world to me if you came hang out like i said we're gonna be doing this once a month it's our very first one so so come come be part of the family uh what else we got going on t-shirts uh we've got a t-shirt shop there are links on scotchandgoodconversation.com buy yourself a shirt we've got probably 10 different designs they come in ladies sizes men's sizes kids sizes there's sweatshirts there's tank tops lots of different colors they're all very inexpensive and uh i, I did them inexpensive so you could afford them I, mean, I think i make a buck or two on these things we got stickers uh we've got buttons if you want one of those things there's a couple of ways you can go about it you can email us at scotchinggoodconversation at gmail.com and i will send you one or two or you can use the donate button on scotchandgoodconversation.com, our website, and leave us a buck or two, and I'll, I'll, I'll send you a handful. Either way, whatever's good for you. Uh, next week on episode 
134, I think it is. It's Melissa Fox. Uh, she's been on radio in this town for, again, as long as I can remember. And she came in and we hung out and we talked about old radio. And we talked about life and Central Florida. And uh, she's the host of the Connections radio show, which is on 10 at 10 p.m. every weeknight. It's a relationship radio. And she does it out of her studio and she broadcasts all over the United States. So come listen to that. I think that's it, kids. It's pretty simple. I hope I see you tomorrow night over at La Femme du Fromage. And uh, have a great night. If there's someone in your life who uh, you love, tell them that, okay? Go outside and play. Have a great weekend, okay? Peace, take care, have fun. Bye-bye. for checking out Scotch and Good Conversation. I'm your host. My name is Peter, and we are coming to you from beautiful Orlando inside the spacious Rosyland Studios. We're like a weekly hangouty, podcasty, excuse to afternoon drink, get together type thing. Here's what we do. We find interesting people. We invite them in. We crack a beer or pour a drink. We turn off our cell phones. We turn off our computers. We sit down and we talk. Ideally, we have a good time. Hopefully, it's something that you might want to get involved in, too. If you dig this kind of thing, you can follow us over at scotchandgoodconversation.com and find every single one of our past podcasts. We are on Stitcher. We are on Apple Podcast. We are on Google Play. We are on the PFT Media. If you want to get involved, if you got something going on in your life, if you uh you got a problem and you need someone who's drunk in a spare bedroom in Orlando to help you, give us a call. 407-706-9523. That's 407-706-9523. If the phone's not your thing, totally get it. You can email us over at scotchandgoodconversation at gmail.com. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Uh, We're all over the place. And of course, we've got sponsors. You should pay attention to this. Orlando Meats. We're talking butcher. We're talking restaurant. We're talking delivery. We are talking local beers, local wines. We're talking breakfast. We're talking lunch. We're talking great, professional, courteous staff. We're talking centrally located, and we are talking locally owned. Here's what you do. Follow them on Facebook. Follow them on Instagram. Follow them on Twitter. Take a look at their reviews. Ask your neighbor. They're going to know. Orlando Meats is your one-stop source for local butcher and delicious food. They are located at 728 Virginia Drive in Orlando, right up next to the Matador. Go in there. Tell them you heard about them on Scotch and Good Conversation, and you will be happy.
And this wouldn't be any fun without someone to talk to, Michael Wanzi. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> How are you, sir? Thank you for coming in. I'm just too good for words. I'm sorry I'm a day late. Well, you know, it's actually not a big deal, not a problem whatsoever. I actually had stuff to do, so it all worked out. I, the stuff that I did yesterday, I was supposed to be doing today, so I'm delighted you're here. Uh, you said you've listened a little bit, so you kind of have an idea mm-hmm. what we're doing. Yep. So these are three things that I know about you. All right. All right. Uh, according to the internet, you are a playwright, producer, actor, radio personality, or all these things true? They are. Yeah, I I, uh, I know you from uh, the radio. You've been on a uh, very, very, my probably my favorite local radio show, The Phillips File. And you've been doing that for how long? 20 years. And you do amazing movie reviews, correct? We Well, I don't know if the reviews are amazing oh, or not. Oh, come on. That's you know, you know well, they're no, amazing. I, I think, you know, originally, this is, this is absolutely true. Uh, 20 years ago, the movie reviews were just an excuse to the station hierarchy for having two openly gay people on the radio, which was just not done at that time in this market. Yeah, yeah. And well, so, it probably wasn't done anywhere, yeah, but... but so, yeah. So we, 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 you know, we, we, would, we would do a movie review that would last uh, three or four minutes and then we'd spend 18 minutes talking about our gay life. And, and it was just an excuse to have two openly gay guys on the radio when Jim first approached it. Which is genius. Yeah. I, I, that radio station, I, 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 I'd be lying if I said I listened now, but that back then I definitely right. did listen. And The Phyllis Fall was absolutely my favorite show. Um what what they were doing back when you started over there was just cutting edge in radio. I, I went to to broadcasting school, unfortunately, in the 80s because mm-hmm. I wanted to be like a rock DJ. Right. Uh, and, and that was right around the time that Howard Stern was coming out. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea who Howard Stern was because I grew up in a dumb redneck town down south. But someone raised their hand and said, what about Howard Stern? And they said, talk radio is a passing fad. Don't pay any attention to it. Right. And it's just took over and now for the most part i mean i'm not on the radio but i am wildly popular in mexico and that's what i do for a living i, I know that <laughs> I, I went to a donkey show where your name was being uh, <laughs> did you see the banner on the back yeah. wall yes yeah well, we, we, we spot spot yes. this donkey show <laughs> yeah, is sponsored yeah. by um you are you one of the reasons you're in here other than to share an afternoon drink or two with me is you are currently doing something at a big theater theater festival here in town what is that quick go Coming up, Orlando International Fringe Theater You don't have to Festival. be quick. You can actually take your time. And uh, it opens uh, May 15th and runs for two weeks. Uh, about 130-some-odd shows, I think, this year from all over the planet, literally. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's just great. It takes place in Lock Haven Cultural Park uh, in Orlando. Uh, about 10, 11 different theaters, all simultaneously running shows at the same time, from as early as 11 in the morning till as late as midnight at night. And it is just a crazy good time with a beer tent and a wine dispensary and food vendors and just there are local people who actually take a two-week vacation from their job just so they could go to fringe every day. I, I don't i don't doubt it for yeah. a moment i when i first came to town i worked for kinko's unfortunately mm-hmm. um <laughs> you have yeah, that, that yeah, I, i'm yeah. familiar with so we probably met at some point uh-huh. um so the fringe people used to come through sure. and at the time i found you guys really irritating because you i'd be there at like 11 o'clock at night and the fringe people would start rolling in and there'd be singing and right. dancing and, and a great <laughs> yeah, mood and there'd be yeah. like drunk drama going on at the self-serve copy machines and slowly but surely i realized this is cool and it's bringing something to our city and like people are coming in from around the world to go to Fringe. It's a huge yes. festival now. Yes, it, it, it's wildly popular for the for the city, and it's profitable, and it, it's a big to do. And you've been doing it. Uh, 
Uh, since the second year of Fringe in 1992. And every year you do something different, or are you repeating things? Well, uh, we, we've had a couple of revivals by, mm-hmm. by popular demand. Uh, we Recently, we did a revival of my show, The Lion Queen and the Naked Go-Go Cup. Of course you did. Why um, wouldn't you? But when it was first done in 2006, um, it broke the box office records for the most tickets sold ever in the history of the Fringe. And all these years later still holds that record so we're very proud of that i think i have that in my notes someplace yeah 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 good for you and um it's a it's a the lion it's a parody of the lion king cartoon stage show and the attraction at animal kingdom uh and we use the disney um uh characters and africa as a setting but we tell the story of the Stonewall Riots that was the birth of the modern gay uh, rights movement and, you and wrote, the death you, of Judy Garland. You, <laughs> I like how you threw that in. Yeah. And you wrote that? You got out, out. You got the whole Stonewall incident out of the Lion King. And it's, it's, this is funny, I'm assuming, somehow? Oh, it's hysterical, oh. yes. yes okay. it's, yeah, yeah. Timba is Simba of in course. ours, and he's, he's a gay lion. Yeah, yeah. He's run out of his village for being uh, oh, gay. Poor and, uh, Timba. Along the way, he meets, uh, uh, instead of Pumbaa, we have Bumpa, who is a coke-snorting warthog. And, <laughs> Me too. Um, <laughs> and his same-gender partner, okay. um, who's the meerkat. And um, they... <laughs> They um, they take uh, Simba to um, a greenish village along the banks of a, a river where the waters run green, and um, they enter him into a feline impersonation contest in order to raise money of course. to get the drag queens out of jail who've been arrested in the most recent raid. You're, there's a lot going on in your head at any yeah. time, isn't there? Yeah. I, I know but, last year you did something called a Wanty with a Z, and here's the review that I liked about it. I laughed, I cried, it was better than Cats. Well, that—that's the advertising catchphrase that I made up. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, well, I, my research team sucks. <laughs> Your team of one. No, I got—I got, I got research monkeys. We, keep, we really? keep them down in the basement. Um, it was. I mean, I, I did read some other ones. That was the shortest one I could type without misspelling words. Um, it, it was wildly popular. It. it yes. Uh, it won the um, the the top prize which is the critics choice award for with you. the actual critics uh, vote and so it won that um uh in 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 various publications give different awards but it, it also won um from fringe it won the best ensemble acting award and it won a best director award and best playwright award um as as well as the award for the most tickets sold last year yes yeah that, i have yeah. that 1979 selling yeah. the most friends tickets which is an award do my research which is an award i'm happy to say that we have won six different years good for we you and the top selling show out of over 100 shows and hopefully fringe. this year your new thing which i think is an old thing right it is an old thing is coming back originally done 32 years ago okay and it's had two revivals before this and it is monorail monorail inferno of course and and that is what it sounds like it is it's it's, it's a uh, a musical complete with tap dancing and singing that takes place entirely inside the rear car of a stalled monorail, but just before it blows up. Just before it blows up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which which happened here? It, it's it's a story that yeah, you don't hear a lot in a city that you hear a lot about Disney, mm-hmm. mo- mostly about Disney. We're getting out from underneath that. But, yes. But but that's kind of what the podcast is about. Is we're kind of getting out of Disney uh, under Disney's shadow. There you go. And pointing at like we we've got art and we've got theater and we got music right. and restaurants and beer and There's bands. There's a city and, here outside of Lake Buena Vista. I know, right? Right. And uh, uh, 
So you're doing that this year, right? Yes, first time at Fringe. Okay. Uh, it's, previously, it's been done at the Footlight Theater at the Parliament House. It's been done at Theater Downtown. And it's been done on the stage in front of the screen at the Enzion. I miss the Theater Downtown. Oh, yes. oh, please, me too. And it's just still, still, it's still sitting there. I thought at least it, I could stop every time yes. I drive by it being sad. Fucking Florida Hospital. Yeah. They own, they own the whole street. They're, yeah, they're yeah, eventually yeah. going to tear everything down. But they literally helping forced, sick people forced them to 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 move. Yeah, yeah. While they were still under contract, but um, uh, forced them to move because they needed the space quickly. And uh, I think that was three or four years. Yeah, ago. it's, it's, it's just, been a couple years just sitting there. Oh, yeah. it, it breaks my heart. Um, I know that the monorail uh, Inferno is an expensive thing. There's a lot of people and there's music and sets. Well, apparently it's, one set. I didn't do very good research. There, there, but there, there are sets or set and uh, it's a big to do. There's, there's a GoFundMe uh, out right now. So you could help or so I could, somebody could help. Well, that's true. And, and it, it's um, it's actually called the monorail club car. Of course. Uh, the monorail club car used to be a cocktail lounge on the fourth floor of the Contemporary Hotel. Back oh, the when cool I kids got in. Disney years yeah, yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it's no longer there. Um, um, but uh, nostalgia-wise, um, we've started the Monorail Club car, and for as little as ten dollars, you you donate ten dollars on on the GoFundMe page. Which, if you go to GoFundMe, you actually type in Monorail Club car in the search engine, and it'll come up. And um, and then you get to uh, in the comment field, you get to leave a message that will be printed in the Monorail Club car section of our individual show program. At the Anything fringe. you can do a political <laughs> statement, a quote, a joke. You can tell somebody to fuck off. You can mention how who you love or who you don't or who you hate. Well, that's sweet. Uh, if you have a fringe show, you can promote it there or whatnot. Anyway, it's ten to twenty five dollars, and each one gives you X amount of words uh, to put in. Good so for that's you. Hope to defray yeah. the cost. Um, it's uh, it'll cost us um, about twelve thousand wow. dollars to put this show up at Fringe, which is crazy for a Fringe so show. So we depend entirely on we. Our goal is always to sell enough advertisements and sponsorships to completely recoup the money that we spent to put the show up before we open. Yeah, yeah. because then I've got sixteen cast members who have to share the box office. It's, so. it's, it's absolutely insane, yeah. and, and you do this just for the love of theater. No, sir. I do oh. it to make money. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know there are those who do, but yes, I love theater, but uh, it's all I love, so I have to make a dime off it. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. I know yeah. there's nothing. If To me, if you can make a comfortable living mm -hmm. doing what you'd gladly do for free, that's the definition definition of success. That is correct, and I'm still on the road to meet that the, goal. The comfortable part. <laughs> the comfortable part. Yeah, you know, we're still. It, it is what I do. I don't have a normal job. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm a, I am this odd duck who is a playwright <laughs> trying to make a living in Orlando. It's not the easiest thing in the world, um, and there are times when I have to borrow to pay the rent, but. Uh, I, I wake up happy every day. And you seem I, I happy. Do what, yeah, you do what you, I love. So, yeah, good for yeah. you. You you, uh, you you seem very happy. And I, I read yeah. a number, my research monkeys read a number <laughs> of things. Uh, the, the second thing that we read was uh, you are, and I can't, I have a problem with words. Uh, uh, <laughs> so naturally, podcasting, uh, uh, you're a wedding officiant. Well, I am. Um, years ago, I became a notary public because Florida is one of only three states in the nation where notaries can legally marry people. So yeah, I became yeah. a notary not to put my signature on contracts, but just so I could marry my friends. Um, and, and then um, 
but that costs money. You have to renew your stamp every year. And then I realized that for like 23 bucks, you could go online and join an online ministry mm-hmm. and actually become ordained in about uh, eight minutes. The Universal and, Life Church, are you remember? Well, are that, you- I, I was with them, but I didn't like, uh, I didn't like, um, uh, I didn't like, the universal the word, life church the church part of it <laughs> yeah 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 so now i'm with american uh i'm with american marriage ministries okay good but i am a legally an ordained minister and i do uh, i do weddings we now. have that in common that, there you are. I, i've done are you I, universal life? I, i'm universal yeah. but i'm also well I, I actually i retired the last one i did i i said this is the last one i'm ever doing because it's really fucking stressful like it, it, it's <laughs> It, and I, I've done some really wonderful ones where mm-hmm. literally I'm up there holding the tears in. Yeah. And and I've done ones that I walked away going, I fucked up someone's biggest day of their oh, life. Oh, no, no. Um, so I I uh, married a, uh, probably our best friends, uh, mm-hmm. I guess about two or three years ago now. And during the ceremony, I worked in what I was saying this is the last one. So if you see me and you want me to do this, I ain't doing another one. All, All right. I want to do is drink. Uh, but it, it's what I like about it is you're up there and you get to like you can feel the emotions of the people. Sure. Like you can like there's literally kind of a heat coming off them that that no you don't get to experience at a wedding and weddings are great right. most of the time. Sometimes they suck, but you get to you, you at a, what should be these people's biggest most important day of their life. You're right there within a foot and a half of them, two feet of them. It's absolutely beautiful. And it it was one of my favorite things to do until that one went wrong. (laughs) And uh, are you currently doing this? Well, yeah, it's a real happy time for me right now because um, I I don't know if you um, have any inkling about this or not about me, but I am a homosexual. Get out of here. And um, now that uh, same-gender marriage is uh, is legal, I'm, I'm getting to marry... Uh, my gay couple friends who have been together already that must, many times for so the, 20 and 25 years. These are people you've now, hung out with yes, for, for yes. pretty much your whole adult life. Correct. That's that's amazing. And Good who've for you guys. been together yeah, in, yeah. in loving, supportive relationships that have lasted 10 and 20 see years. That, see, that and must I'm be incredibly special them. and it wonderful and, and gratifying. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's... Uh, and there ain't nothing better than a gay wedding. I, I've been to one gay wedding. I think I kind of sort of like DJ'd one a while ago. Sorry if you don't mind, but this cocktail you made me is very good. Is it good? But I like to have a paper parasol (laughs) in my drink, so I brought one along. I'm sorry you're having a beer. You know know what's what's good about those? And I bought a flamingo stir. If you... uh, If you open up, when you get done with that, Mm -hmm. the thing that holds the little umbrella together, if you look at it, there's writing on the inside. What? Yeah, I, I learned that at uh, my friend. I'm gonna give them a free plug. Uh, my friend Matt Duke and uh, Danny opened a bar in the Milk District called The Nook. Yeah, and I, uh, I uh, they they were like, "If you open this up, apparently it's this paper thing around here, around the, the very end of this is this is a riveting podcasting. No one knows what's going on. You're, <laughs> it's a great visual uh, if you were here. Yeah, Mike Michael's destroying a teeny oh, little elf size uh, umbrella. And it, uh, you show me. I don't know. I want I'll do it while we're talking. The studio uh, audience yeah, is yeah. loving it. Uh, <laughs> it's my world. <laughs> yeah. um, the dog is really She, she almost ate, ate the, the teeny thing. little umbrella. While I'm doing this, uh, I'll, I'll talk about the uh, third thing. Oh, you, So how many weddings have you done I, before we talk about the third thing? Oh, I really don't know. I couldn't. Has it been like yeah. dozens? Oh, yeah. yeah Good yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah. 
Yeah, see, I stopped at seven. I can't do it. Yeah. It's too much stress. It, it, it's, it's, I, I'm good at drinking at weddings. Mm-hmm. I'm no good at officiating weddings. I like mixing the both, um, <laughs> and I like to be drunk first and then do the wedding. Yeah, I, 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 there's been a couple that I was close to blackout mm-hmm. drunk. Oh, no. Yeah, no. which legally isn't even, well, I mean, I'm not even sure if legally those people are married. Because you're supposed to be of your when you when you notarize the con, the, correct, the thing yes. you're supposed mm-hmm. to be notarizing that you're all of the right mind. So yeah, yeah um, I, I'm not going to say who, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say where or when, but so there are people. Some that of those weddings sin. might not be. T- and mm-hmm. I, that being said, um, illegitimate children are running around because that, of you. That being said, my my best friend married my wife and I. And he was uh, taking some sort of painkillers. Is that legal now? Three people can get married? Uh, Yeah, yeah, I think so. (laughs) Um, He was taking some sort of like uh, something to keep him. You got the only defective umbrella ever. Well, I have more than one. We'll we'll get it. We're going to get it. Um, uh, Thing number three I I know about you is uh, Uh you sing and danced in Sesame Street Live. Is that the truth? No, because oh, it's not. Fuck it's a, me. No, no, I was I was in Sesame Street Live and I danced. Okay, but it's you a, didn't sing. It's a track show. Okay. You're, you're moving your mouth to you know Frank Oz's voice, um, uh, but it uh, or the mouth of your costume. I did. Um, I was on the road with Sesame Street for two and a half years. I did two different shows. In the first one, I was one half of Frankenstein, the two-headed monster. Okay, and so I was in a costume with another person. And our our each of our uh, one of our legs was each attached to the other leg, making it a three legged. That sounds really thing. difficult. We got it was an equity gig, you know, a okay. professional Broadway yeah. theater contract, and um, so we got extra pay for having to learn how to tap dance with three legs. Can you tap dance? Yes, I really. Tap dance, yeah. Do you have a pair yeah. of tap shoes? I do have a pair of tap shoes. I would and wear I, those all the time if I, I had tapped, tap shoes. I have a cameo appearance in Monorail Inferno at the Fringe. <laughs> Where I am, I tap dance. I'm the Pope, and I tap dance. Oh, the tap because, dancing Pope. Well, in a monorail. Uh, of course. Of course. What's, what's yes. the Pope on the monorail when it said flyer? As far well, as we know, yes. No, it's a dream sequence. Oh, okay. There's okay. a nun on the monorail, and she's there. The, the people on the monorail are, are possibly facing facing death, and okay. so they start waxing poetic about what their dreams were and whatnot. Apparently, tap dancing nun, Pope is high the list of dreams. Well, this nun actually had wanted to be a Radio City Music Hall Rockette. Sure. You know what that is? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, and, um, I've been to Radio City and, uh, back in the 70s. Sure. She walked out before she found out if she was good enough to get the contract and join the convent. And so <laughs> now she's thinking about starting a tap dancing clergy. And, and in comes the tap and dancing comes Pope. The, yes. Big yes, hat and all, I'm yes. assuming. Uh, I have a mitre, yes. And I am accompanied by a priest, an altar boy, and two pop- nuns and we all do a tap spectacular which all needs uh costumes which is why you should go to the gofundme yes. that, that there'll be links in the show notes too 50 50 original costumes <laughs> for the show well, you, when you go you go big don't you 16 dude? <laughs> people in the cast everyone has at least three costume changes some of them are incredibly extravagant um <laughs> Because there's a southern bell on the monorail. When, why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. A pregnant woman, a choreographer, a nun. Um, there's a uh, angry, mad bomber on the monorail. Oh, did, yeah. is that like the mystery? Like, well, you, well, here's the thing. This is based on a real incident that actually happened in June of 1985. Okay, I was in, in high the, school. Yeah, the yeah. rear car of Monorail Silver 
uh, stalled on the monorail beam between uh, Epcot and the Ticket and Transportation Center of the Magic Kingdom, and it was full. So there were 42 people in that last car. God. And it was stalled. And back then, there were no escape hatches. No, we don't no need telephones. We were very manly back then. Which maybe. are yeah. in there now because yeah. of this incident. Mm-hmm. So there was no way to communicate with the pilot. And the train is just stalled. And as time went on, there were on that in that last car were two New York City SWAT paramedics on vacation with their families. That's convenient. And they kept feeling the floor and realized that the floor was getting increasingly hotter. And so they knew that there was a fire in the undercarriage of the monorail, at least in their car. Yeah. They had no way to communicate that to the pilot who's making announcements that he doesn't know why the train is stalled. You'll be on your jungle cruise soon. Yeah, hold uh, tight. So they they pop open a they break open a window. One of them climbs up on top of the monorail, and the other one hands the other forty one passengers up to him one at a time, and they get all forty two people. And they walked up the, on up the, the roof of the monorail the and walked to the other end. And no sooner did they get there, <clears throat> fucking explosion, sixty foot high flames, and the entire rear car was destroyed, just yeah, burnt to a crisp. I showed you the picture. Yeah, that's crazy. Yes, and and only because these two guys were on vacation and ha- had the sense to get everyone out was no one killed. Are those guys alive, do you know? I, I don't know if they still are now. Yeah, but that's ago, that's, a, that's 1985. That's I'm still alive in 19... No, I was around in 1985, yeah. and no one saw that coming. And pretty much this yeah. was kept out of the, uh, the the national news. That's insane. So naturally, naturally, you made a musical about it. I did. Yeah. I, the the um, uh, and, and the point I want to make is that I tried uh, endlessly to get interviews with Disney officials to be as accurate as possible. But... And, and, well, since they denied all my requests for interviews, Interviews, we just make all the shit up. You, you so the only just, thing about it that's accurate is that uh, the monorail catches on fire. And the Southern Bell. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there was a Southern Bell in there. Yes. Sir. Okay, these are three things. All right, quick. I'm, I'm curious about some of these. Top three bands, singer-songwriters in your lifetime right now as you at there are no wrong answers quick go well bands forget it I don't, but it's Stephen uh, Sondheim Stephen Schwartz <laughs> that's, that's my I don't know what you're talking about look and Elton John okay well uh, Stephen Sondheim Stephen is Sondheim that is, also Stephen Sondheim is uh, one of the greats of the Broadway stage okay um uh, he wrote. Uh, he wrote Company. He wrote um, Follies. He wrote um, the lyrics to uh, West Side Story. Okay, so um, yeah. so he but, he's got some chops. Yes, okay. my favorite songwriter in the world, uh, lyricist wise, anyway, is Stephen Schwartz, who um, wrote Wicked, which is widely Love popular. Love that. Yeah, yeah, right like, now. yeah, yes. yeah. And he wrote um, uh, Children of Eden and Godspell. Okay. He wrote Godspell when he was 18 years old. Okay, so he's still alive? Yes. Yeah, okay, because I mean, yes. Godspell, what's that, 1975? Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so good. Yeah. yeah, you should invite him over to hang out on the right. broadcast. And although I, I say Elton John, but I think, I think I'm think i really more a fan of... Um, Bernie Tippin? Bernie Tippin. Yeah. Than, I mean, the music is great. But they go hand but in hand. They do go hand in hand. Yeah. And it upsets me, well, of course it upsets me, because in my, in my world, the musicals that we write, I write with my composer partner, Rich... Sharon and he's the composer on the he's your lyricist. Yeah, yeah. But they're always they're always having these celebrations of like Andrew Lloyd Webber's music and nobody mentions Tim Rice who wrote all the 
lyrics and they they do these big galas at Lincoln Center and whatnot. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're always celebrating the composer, but the people are singing the words and the words help inspire the music. I don't think lyrics well, get if, their if, due. If it helps you, and it's, I think it's because I'm... I'm I, I'm guessing we're near each other's age. I think I know how old you are, and oh, you don't know. You are nowhere near my age. Uh, I'm 50. I'm 61. Okay, so I'm almost as close to you as I am with a lot of people that I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Editing. I know, right? <laughs> you just snorted, dude. <laughs> um, uh, so I mean, I, where was I going with this? I don't know. One beer. Um, 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 um I don't know. Well, we'll just cut all that whole section out. Um. Books you read? You strike me as Which a reader. Oh, I was here. I know what I was going to say. Oh. Uh, I grew up in the in the seventies and eighties when yes. you could hold a record in your hands and right. read, read, and read liner, the liner notes. notes. Yes, and, and so I I appreciate lyrics. Like I've always been a mm. lyrics guy. Yep. That's even though I, one of the reasons. Like I really like Sting, and he's a right? pompous oh dick bag. I do love Sting. Yeah, he, he's. Yeah, I'm not good with popular music. But I, but, but I mean, he I, he writes yeah. like a motherfucker. Yes, like he, absolutely. He, and, and I mean, he he's brilliant and he writes great music. But but uh, I probably wouldn't like him now. But I, I read the liner notes and I was like, who write all, wrote all the, the, the right. lyrics to most of the good songs right. in the police? By the way, here here's this. And it's really great if you can read oh. whatever's on that. Oh, he's handing me the yeah, thing it, he took it, off the it's basically paper made a, it, parasol. Th- they refer to it as a, a fortune cookie and it's not. It's just recycled newspaper. Oh, Jesus. I <laughs> thought you were going to give me like some secret message or well, a fortune. It is. You just it's can't. just the backside of the paper, that printed paper that they shredded up. To, oh, fuck you. <laughs> No, it's still kind of cool. No, it's not. Well, I, I sold it like like the, the the kids over at the Nook sold it. Uh, <laughs> by the way, you should go there. It's a really good bar. Um, you read? You strike me as a reader. I read, but I don't read um, novels. I, 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 I'm not a, a fan of fiction. You've read three um, books in your life. I know you have quick go. No, top, no, tons, top, tons, top three tons. books. I uh, uh, the life of Ava Perone. Okay. Um, uh, Dis- uh, Disney Wars, all about Michael Eisner and his that sounds fascinating. Disney yeah, company. Um, uh, oh my God! Prosecution of a President for Murder. What a great book! Of all about George W. Bush Ooh. and how, if states wanted to, they could probably sue him for all the deaths of the people from their state who went to um, Iraq under felonious. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, I mean, I I like to read books that that are about people and incidents. And see, I, I don't like I don't but, like fiction too terribly yeah. much. I like biographies right, and, yeah, and, right. and things that right. I can learn something. Yeah, that, that was a good list of books. Everybody gets yeah. so nervous about that, and part of me wants to like pull it out because people have, like freak out. But I like <laughs> yeah. watching people struggle a little bit. One uh, one I recently read, which I think is really cool, is called Sealed for Freshness. Oh, that sounds wonderful. <laughs> whole, I'm sealed for freshness. It's the whole story of the back room machinations to get um, Brownie Weiss, the woman who's famous for starting the Tupperware home parties, out of the company because the company was run by old white men who, I, who um, after she made it profitable, didn't want her there anymore. I'm going to say... <clears throat> so, I, I, uh, and it's all... Oh, whoa, careful. All, That's okay. <laughs> it's all rooted um, locally. Yeah. It's all... Well, I, I had, and I can't remember his name because... I drank a beer real fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had an author about uh, who wrote a book about her. It's, it, uh, he's on, from Channel Six or something. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Yes, he wrote the book. Yes, yeah. And it's being made into a film right now. He, he's been on the podcast. And yeah, he's, cool. It's one of those things. And she was local. Yes. You wouldn't know unless right. like people, yeah, like you guys did something. Uh, and top three movies, films. Oh Lord, E.T., um, The Wizard of Oz, and um, Waiting for Guffman. 
I've never seen that. I'm it's, sorry. It's crazy. You do you, Spinal Tap? Yeah, yeah. It's the same people, Christopher right? Christopher Guest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Spinal Tap, uh, A Mighty Wind, um, the one about the dog show, Best in Show. Best in Show, yeah, yeah. yeah. But his, as, as far as I'm concerned, his primo is Waiting for Guffman. And if if anyone has any touchstone to having ever been involved with theater and putting up a show, this show is that movie is hilarious. I, I, I've never but seen Eugene it. Levy, Catherine O'Hara, you know the the everybody's in it. That that crew put put out a lot of really really good films in a very yeah. very short amount yeah. of time. I think I'm gonna have to go back. I'm gonna have to watch that, and I need to revisit Best in Show. I think. And a mighty wind. I think I've only seen that once, mm-hmm. and I, I, I think that's they're pretty all, brilliant they're too. All brilliant, yeah. You were assigned a task, young man, to come at me with three questions. This is your chance to ask me the first of the the three questions. When did you first become aware of your bisexuality? <laughs> um, drama club. No, <laughs> um, you know, someone asked me recently. Who who asked me if I had a homosexual experience? And uh, I, the answer Which is really where this was leading, but I yeah. thought it was well, crass because yeah, they jumped right into it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, I, I think it was. It was the one before this, which actually will be the one after this, because we were trying to squeeze you in so we can get you in, <laughs> get this out <laughs> in time for the Friends Festival. <laughs> I'm a handful of squeezed into anything. <laughs> so, um, I, um, I've read a number of places that most most men have had a homosexual experience in their life. Mm. I don't think I have. I, you know, I, I've willingly kissed guys, not, nothing real passionate or anything, mm-hmm. um, but I don't, I, I don't think I have, and, and, and I, I, don't, I don't know if I got ripped off, or I, I, I don't, I'm fairly certain I'm not a homosexual. Like, I, I think, mm-hmm. I think at this point I would know. You would know. Yes. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I, you know, and uh, I, I don't care, like I, I honestly don't give a shit. You know, more power to you, good. Right. You knock yourself out. Um, but I feel like I missed out on that. It, it, that at least the chance to go. No, this isn't for me. I was in drama club. I've been to parties. Like I mean, I, there was a that 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 kind of stereotypical orgy. Yeah, kind of yeah. thing that that when when guys who aren't homosexuals think about homosexuality in, right, yeah. in, in high school. I, I was involved in that, and uh, I was in drama club because that again you said orgy. It was where the best parties were. Right. You know. It, uh, so I did that. Uh, I, I don't think I am. I guess. I, I, I guess. I'm fairly certain I'm not. All right. Well, Brian Sikorsky, you misled me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> did, did you think I was gay? Or, or Everyone bi? at the fringe office seems to think that you're bisexual. I'm not sure where that well, came I, from. I, you know, like anybody else who, who is is just a podcaster, it's fun to throw out stereotypes out there. Yes. And, you know, it's, it's what we do. It's yeah. what we do in the podcast community is we pick on everybody. Right. Um, I'm, I'm lying. I'm just... Are <laughs> <laughs> you, you really... <laughs> That's funny. Brian, I'm going to kick your ass. My next question. No, 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 no. First of the three. See, I give the power. I take it back. I give it. So I I make you feel comfortable and then I take it back again. Um, Question number one for you. Deconstructed my cocktail parasol. You got like 50 umbrellas there, dude. You had asked me a long time ago if I needed a second drink. There's this one directly over your right hand, uh, over the, uh, uh, see the the vintage uh, cool ashtray from a a lobby of a, a movie theater? Oh, yeah. <laughs> a long time okay. ago. I asked you a long time ago. This is good. You can have me back anytime. <laughs> Here's what I like about you. This evening at four would be nice. <laughs> no. you, you, were, you were like, uh, you, you said something in the email that you wrote me. I, I understand there's drinking, but I don't usually drink until after two, but I'll make an exception. Correct. I, and and I, uh, I, I, I always, 
when I, I I talk to people, I don't always assume people drink, right? You know, because that's that's rude. And and the the, the title of my show is Scotch and Good Conversation. Right. But there's been times that I, I haven't drank very few, like three in 140 episodes. Um, and But there's times that I drank way too much and don't remember the entire show. But I don't always assume the people across from me are, are going to drink. So I, I wrote uh, something like, it's not a requirement you drank. And you said, no, it's part of the reason I'm coming in. Right, yes, absolutely. I'm a, I'm a busy guy. I gotta, gotta uh, if I can marry my drinking with obligations then you well, know, I can well, fit it also makes it, it makes it sound like it's not a problem it, it, if it's well, exactly. part of the, of the job so yes. naturally I, I started a podcast with the name right. question number one for you uh, what does important question mean? number one for me I thought we were asking I, you three I, questions. I'm asking you now some questions oh, okay. okay question number one for you what does important mean to you sub question if something is actually important do you have to get it done if it doesn't get it done is it really important Wow. Well, that's uh, the thing. Is, I, I probably could win an award for procrastination. Yeah, you um, and me both. So importance doesn't really seem to play an important role in, in how I approach anything. Um, and no, it, uh, once I commit to something, I get it done. You're right. I mean, so, you, there, there are many people who rely on you. Yes. And well, well, let's talk about, you know, you don't just get in fringe, right? There's, yeah. yeah. There's uh, there are over 300 applications this year for 130, 40 slots. Crazy. So 150 or 60 productions did not make the lottery, oh. and it's done by lottery. So it's luck of the draw. Oh. So the years I haven't been in the festival aren't because I didn't want to be. It's just that I did. My name wasn't drawn, and um, so when you you enter the lottery, you pay a little fee and you fill out an application, and so my director of choice, Kenny Howard, and I. We sit around and we think of a title that we think would be good for ticket sales. I'm listening. Hold that thought right there. Okay. Be good for ticket sales. Boom. So we come up with a title we think would be good for ticket sales. So usually around about the last day of the Fringe Festival, we're drinking and we sit around and we toss titles around. So we come up with the Lion Queen. And so we enter the Lion Queen in the lottery. And then, then you... and if it doesn't get drawn, I don't write it. And if we get picked, I have to write it. Well, no pressure. <laughs> yeah, and I... Um, and I, I have often, I have, I have actually held auditions for shows that, that you hadn't written yet? yet exist and announced the opening date so that it would force me to write. <laughs> and just set on you, isn't there, man? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it, I, I could set, I could set four days aside, make sure there's nothing on my calendar because I need to write, and then uh, uh, get up and I'm ready to go. And maybe I should clean out this closet I've been gonna <laughs> clean out for six years today. Yeah. And yeah, yeah so uh, when I do write, I tend to go away to a hotel. Uh-huh. Um, that's that's kind of cool. I you know, do. sequester yourself. I yep. yeah. I um I think about it, think about it, think about it. I might jot down notes, and then I finally, when I feel like I'm ready to go, I block out three or four days. I go to a hotel, turn off my electronics. Nobody can get a hold of me. I don't let anybody know where I am, and I usually write my plays in three to four days. Was it easier before social media and cell phones and computers when you just lug the the typewriter to the the hotel, I, or is it, it does well? That, no, does that help no, now? No, because I, you used to have to carry the whole 
you know, the the the, the monitor that was the size of a, a house. tube yeah, TV, yeah. Yeah. and then the 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 tower for yeah. the computer. I mean, it was a whole. Yeah, you need a, You know, you need a setup crew to go away and write. In but hotel. it's amazing. I mean, now everything you need is on that little. Exactly. Little, that just, it's it's yeah. incredible time. So uh, yeah. so, so nothing's important, is what you're saying. Uh, <laughs> There is I'm no just, God. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm saying there's a great deal that's important, uh, but being important is not necessarily a big motivator uh, for me. I'd like to think everything I do is important. See, I, I, I when I when I saw that question, I, I think about the important is what's going on right now at this moment. It, it's important to mm-hmm. me that we have a good conversation. It's important that my wife makes it home safely. You know, it, it's in, it's important that there might be a couple extra beers at the end of this whole thing that mm-hmm. I can have this afternoon. Mm-hmm. You know, the, these are the important things. The stuff in the future, not necessarily right. important. The stuff in the past, not important at all. You know, no. for the most part, obviously, yeah. you know, uh, the Emancipation Proclamation is fairly fucking important. I'm totally down with what you're saying. I think, you know, living in the moment is a big thing for me. And one of the few things that I really do think is important mm-hmm. is that if you... If you have set aside time to be with someone, then fucking be with them. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I I don't want to sound like a sixty-one-year-old curmudgeon about this, but um, there's nothing about you that's curmudgeon, have, my friend. I am. <laughs> you're, you're the complete opposite Except of curmudgeon. Except for what I'm about to say. Okay, get off my is, lawn. It, yeah. yeah, it makes me nuts uh, to to have a cell phone at the dinner table and everybody's checking their texts when you're you invite it to someone's home to share a meal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or or that that you've carved time out to spend with someone and then the entire time your conversation, your visit is interrupted because they've got to get on their phone or take pictures to check of their food or, or something or yeah. whatnot makes me nuts. I, I, I'm inclined to agree with you, but I think that's that's where we live now. Not 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 my house. Yeah, well, I, 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 mean, I, I I have a dinner party. Everyone's phone has to be off, or you're invited to leave. It's it just it's just polite, and yeah. some people just aren't polite, and that's one of the reasons I started the podcast. And most of my friends are really fucking polite. You know, it, it, if if we're together, they're not right screwing with their phone. And if you're or a brain surgeon and you're on call, yeah. I get it. But but, but I, I miss the converse. I say it. Every show, and, and I'm sorry if you listen and I say this every show, but I haven't talked to Michael before. Uh, the thing that I missed was the after hours when the bar closes and you sit in your backyard after you yes. grabbed a six pack or a bottle of wine or something and had that, that drunken conversation that went on until the sun came up. Yeah. I miss those and I'm kind of trying to recreate those mm-hmm. in the afternoon before my wife gets home to work. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, I think... I think that is it's one of the uh, attractions of doing theater is that that still happens. Does it? You know, yeah. Yeah, backstage. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. like I said, I, I was in the drama club and I've been to some good theater parties. Mm-hmm. You guys don't screw around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fringe Festival doesn't screw around. Tell you there's, <laughs> there's fresh meat from all over the world. The Fringe Festival people, if you're tired of your pickings in Orlando, you just come to the Great Long of Green Fabulousness, which is in the center of all the theaters there at Lock Haven Park. Yeah, yeah. It's where the beer and the wine and the food is, and there's a big beer tent there. Last and year, you I, come every day, you will meet people from around the world. I saw the Sabooms play out there last year, and it was amazing. There you go, yeah. yeah, yeah. You uh, can stand up and say, I want a fucking Irishman tonight. Who's Irish? And someone will raise their hand. Wow. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I should rethink this whole bisexual thing. I mean, <laughs> be an Irish woman. Well, I, I'm not... I, but I am also married, no, so... No, yeah. Question number two for you. Uh, Your wife is bisexual. Funny that you're not. <laughs> <laughs> that I didn't say that. 
<laughs> Dee Dee's her name, right? I, I'm not going to. You, yes. You're going to get me. She in, comes to the swingers meetings. I know. Me. You stop. You be nice, young man. Question number two for you. Are you nervous about this theory that. Very nervous right now. That, that humans will be merged with robots by 2045. By 2045? No. I think uh, 2047, 48, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about 45. Okay, but are you nervous? You, are you nervous that the robots, the whole uh, what, what was that? Uh, what was that movie where the cop became the robot? Uh, uh, Westworld. No, uh, that, that's that's um, no, no, um, uh, um, no one knows. There's no uh, way to find no. out. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, though. Well, yeah, are you nervous that well, ask, uh, about the future with robotics and people becoming? Can someone in the booth check this, please? We don't. We this? don't do that. You know? <laughs> On the Phillips file, there are people. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't give a lot of um, thought to to robots. I, I like the, the I like the one that vacuums the house all by itself. Do you have one of those things? No, okay, I like good. it. I, <laughs> I hate those things. They, I used to have a cleaning company in a different life before uh-huh. I was a vintage salesman. Before mm-hmm. I was a podcaster, uh-huh. I was a house cleaner. Uh-huh. Those fucking things put people out of business. They don't even work that well. Like I used to clean houses that that had those things, yes. and they're not they're not cheap. They're a couple no, hundred bucks. No, and right. I, although I'd like to see Rosie destroy one, are you nervous about the uh, the uh, uh, oncoming robot revolution where they become part of the humans? Question number two. See no, how I turn that around? No. Yeah. Okay. No, good. I'm, but but I mean, there are things I am question. nervous about. I yeah. mean, I I, I have. I, I had a stroke last year, and I absolutely believe it was because Trump became president. This, well, this man. I'm sorry to laugh at you. On a daily basis, <laughs> well, I have on high Twitter blood today? pressure. Because, oh, my God. <laughs> this is insanity times 10. I have never seen anything like it in I would my have lifetime. never guessed you had a stroke. Was it horrible? Huh? Was it horrible? Do strokes suck? Uh, it wasn't. It was. I was very lucky because the, the clot was in my thalamus, okay. which has nothing to do with. Um, it's one of those pointless like, things, right? It, it has nothing to do with um, brain memory yeah, yeah. or speech okay. or anything. It has to do only with nerve endings. Okay. So um, you, you know, so I, I didn't lose my ability to speak, or I, or I didn't lose any memory. Um, but I lost feeling in my left side. That's not fun. And um, it's been over a year. It's all come back now. Except oh, good. Except for three fingers. I have three fingers that have almost no feeling in them whatsoever. You should pick up hot shit with that. And which often reads <laughs> cold as hot. Oh, well, that's so that's unfortunate. I can't, I can't hold this glass in that hand or those three fingers would feel like they were being burned. Anything that's screwed up with your drinking? <laughs> I am, I'm Clearly not. not. I, I am, <laughs> I am, I'm not pro-stroke. Uh, uh, question number three. Um, I've got to read these a little bit. Uh, what's your source? What What is the source of your moral standard by which you live? Um, movies and plays. Okay. Honestly, yeah. I, I, I consider myself one of the most... And, and I, I believe that anyone who knows me would consider that I'm I'm liberal and tolerant, and that I celebrate diversity and and uh, I didn't get that from you uh, at but, all. But um, but I come from a, a family and an upbringing that is completely the opposite. Oh, that completely sucks. Completely the opposite. Yeah. To the point where, like, right now, a very close knit family, and half of half of the. Half of the people I used to be close to don't even have anything to do with any anymore because of our differences in how we feel about race and and police brutality that sort of thing. Um, well, this is a, but, were you born in the South? No, uh, really? No, in Connecticut. Wow, that's weird. Yeah, uh, but but 
as a kid, I would come home and watch the afternoon movie uh, on TV. And I would, you know, see things like um, Lilies of the Valley, Sydney Portier, or or or, the, or Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, and just just shows movies that had um, a, a social, um, social political, I guess, or socio ethical message to them, and and I really, really, really got my sense of what it is really to be humane and what it is uh, to be um, accepting of all people from movies. Good for, not, good not, for those people, the not, movie people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's a... You don't hear that often, especially no. now, because most, mm -hmm. you know, uh, Columbine, everybody was like, it's because of right. video games yeah, and yeah, Marilyn no. Manson no. And, and violent no. films and stuff like no. that. But you, you got something good out right. of this whole and razzmatazz. Then, and then later, after I left home, because mm -hmm. my parents never took me to the theater, but when I started going to the theater, it really, it, it is, you know, it's, it's the great filmmakers and the great playwrights um, that often crack that door open uh, for people to consider something different than what is their daily experience. And and that's why the arts are so important. If you avail yourself to the arts, you may see a lot of crap, you may see a lot of shit you don't like, but you're going to be affected. You're going to be caused uh, to think. And for all the silliness of my shows, which are have many of them have ridiculous titles, <laughs> Dragness of God and the Naked Holy Ghost being one of my favorites, um, <laughs> Monorail Inferno, if you will, The Lion Queen, every play I write has an underlying um, social message. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's, uh, that's, that's the thing about theater and films and and. and even decent television mm -hmm. is there's there's always something to get out of it and and life isn't always beautiful and a movie doesn't have to be beautiful to be poignant no, yeah but i'm sure that aaron sorkin has done more to change the political landscape Who is in that? this country <laughs> <laughs> i i one of the things that, that i decided when when i started this podcast if i didn't know what was going on i'd ask mm -hmm. i wasn't gonna like oh i know who that is Look at me. I'm important. Who, who is Aaron Sokin? Sok, Sok. <laughs> Sorkin. I told you I had a bad problem with Pro words. Producer and <laughs> writer of some of the more popular um, current TV shows okay. uh, spanning back for a good uh, uh, 15 years now. Basically, all of the ones that, uh, you know, West Wing, those kinds of Never things. Never seen it. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah. And I'm not even sure that one's his. I think it is. <laughs> making shit up. But, but no, it is. West okay. Wing is his for sure. Okay. I mean, I mean, uh, I mean uh, damn, what the hell's Martin Sheen's father? Um, Charlie Sheen. Oh, no. Martin is the father. Mar oh, Martin uh, Sheen I, uh, as president. Bob, Bob Sheen. As, as the president I, in West Wing. I thought so. Give some of the best political speeches well, roll ever. Roll it back, cowboy. The, 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 Martin Sheen's dad was also somebody famous? No, Martin. Charlie Sheen's father Charlie Sheen. Martin Sheen. Oh, I knew that. Yeah. So you said Martin Sheen's father. I got it mixed up. Okay, yes. that, because I, I, I yeah. was like, I knew he, because he was in Apocalypse Now. That is correct. And, and. Wait, uh, give me someone else who was in it. Um, um, uh, hold on. Uh, Marlon Brando. Brando was in Apocalypse Now. Was he? Yeah, he was. He was uh, the the colonel that they, that uh, Christopher Walken. Oh yeah, well, well but Brando, it's Brando, it's fucking Brando. I don't remember. The, 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 the interesting thing about Brando in that film was he was given a million dollars to show up on set, and he That's never right. read the script. And he never read the script. <laughs> He's yes. just making shit now up. I remember the story. Yeah, yeah. 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 A question. Uh, well, your second question for me, please. 
Now is the chance. Oh, what is your last name? Uh, tell, um, is, that, is that the second no, question? No, that's not the second question. <laughs> Just remind You me. only get two. Uh, it's Von Taborski. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I knew it ended in SKI. That's the only thing I can remember. Just because of mine. No, no. My, it, I'm it's Polish. S- it's SKY. SKY. Oh, <laughs> Who's on go. first? Uh, <laughs> okay. Anyway. I just thought it would be cool, but Brian uh, had corrected me and told me what your last name was, and, and I thought it ended in SKI. Did he really try to rope you? Me. Did he but, try to rope you in on this whole thing? No, okay. no, he just go in there and give him a hard time. He just wrote. And he said you were a good guy. You had a very popular podcast. It's some and, of that's true, and yeah. um, that there was uh, liquor involved. And okay, I so, should probably do the show. Perfect. Um, they're they're hoping we're going to do a big commercial for the Fringe Festival, well, which I think we're doing along the way. There'll be links in the podcast. But I just yeah. thought it would be cool if your last name was good. Do you don't like my last name? No, I meant literally G O O D. If your last name <laughs> I, was, I, I, I know, not a good last name. <laughs> Because then scotch and good oh, see? would make a, yeah. So what's the genesis? So my question is, what is the genesis of the show title? Um, the podcast title? I, I'm mostly, Time's up. Next uh, question. I, 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 it's my show. I, I'm most, my God, you go, what, what is your favorite book? Go. <laughs> because I think that's funny. <laughs> uh, I, I mostly drink beer. My, like and I drink beers really really fast even if they're like this is a what, what's this a nine eight percent alcohol beer mm-hmm. um, and I drink them fast so I usually get pretty drunk pretty quickly and I don't know why I drink them so fast uh, but I started drinking scotch a couple of years ago and you can't drink it fast because that's no. dumb and dangerous and irresponsible and your wife gets mad at you so but when I decided to do the, the podcast I had a whole list of like names and Scotch and Good Conversation sounded cool and I figured maybe I could trick people into bringing me Scotch oh I yeah see. and and then if you look at the way the name's spelled out well, it, I am, it, that, well it, that's it, my question because the good is in it's in um, lower because most well, of, and, and it's in quotation yeah so it, I thought it, that was uh, well it's it's because I, I, I also assumed that a lot of times the conversation wouldn't be good oh. so I, I and, and I'm getting a little better but the conversation is the least interesting uh-huh. and some of us are on mic and place right. correctly because you're probably going to hear me doing mm-hmm. this during yeah. the podcast somebody in the headphones is thinking that, that I'm a them. stereo fact. Uh, I, I just assume some of them would be bad because that's the nature of which I usually do things. Mm-hmm. Like I, I usually go in things half ass, and I didn't think I'd be doing it this long and uh-huh. doing it professionally. Is was that how you approached your marriage? That's one of the only things I've ever really gotten right. Well, because you expected it was going to last. Well, going we, in or? well, we were together for almost 10 years before we got married. Oh, okay. So that's a pretty good test. Yeah, yeah. I, I think she likes yeah. me. I think she'll keep me. Yeah. Uh, um, mm-hmm. And uh, I adore her. She's the, the, the she's everything in the world to me. So but that, everyone at the swingers group. Right? <laughs> very popular, that ditty. Uh, um, stop it, man. I don't want to not like you. Um, <laughs> Oh, God. So where was I? He's uh, turning on me, listeners. <laughs> um, uh, the good is a lowercase. It just sounded cool. And when I got my first sponsor, it was Red Light. Red Light, great craft beer bar. My favorite craft beer uh-huh. bar. It, it, when Brent, the owner and the guy who's pretty much the brains behind all the delicious beer that comes out of Red Light, when... Uh, when he was on the show, we sat down afterwards and drank some beer and hung out. And he said, could we change this to beer in good conversation? I said, no, it doesn't sound as cool. No, it doesn't. But you can give me beer and, and help me. And <laughs> yes. you can be a sponsor. And now they're a sponsor. Uh, it's, it's, it was literally a list of 25 names. And that one just sounded the coolest. 
Is that disappointing? Um, no. Um, just not far less interesting than I thought it might be. No. That's a- <laughs> well, welcome to my life. <laughs> Speaking of red light, red light, here, yeah. here is a commercial from them. Craft beer. You love it. I love it. And if you haven't been to red light, red light, then you're missing out. They've been doing it locally since 2005. They are some of the originators in the Orlando craft beer scene. 300 plus bottles in cans, 26 beers on tap, including some of their very own award-winning in-house brewing, and a professional, courteous staff in just a laid-back environment. Red Light, Red Light is your one-stop destination in Central Florida for craft beer. Go on in and check them out and you'll know that I'm right. They're located at 2810 Green Drive in the beautiful Audubon Park Garden District. Let them know you heard about them on Scotch and Good Conversation. Question number four for you. This one's a little long, so I'll probably screw it up. Oh, Lord. Uh-huh. Uh, from, 1990, uh, from 1919 to 1969, College home economics programs around the country had so-called practice houses or practice apartments where young women learned domestic arts such as cooking, cleaning, and running the household. The college students learned mothering skills. I just spilled my beer on my on my, my chair. Mothering skills by caring for practice babies. Infants led uh, lent by local orphanages to live at the school. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> this, this is true. Uh, it's weird, creepy, practical. Would it be a good way for potential parents to test drive parenting before making the commitment? Should we bring this back? Should we leave this in the past? Oh, my God. I'm appalled that it even went on. Now we should bring it back. But the baby's got love. Well, the ba- no, the baby's going to be in and out of love. And had a, had a job. Was, it was so, had, like the baby had a job. Oh, my God. No. Stop it. Okay. We have no idea if you have any ability whatsoever to care for an infant. So here's one. Well, but the, no. It, it, no. It, stop it. No. There's no justifying I'm this. playing devil's no. advocate. Let, no. Let's assume that somebody was kind of on the fence. Like, I don't really like babies. Mm-hmm. And but my, But there was a time when my wife wanted to have a child for a little while and we could have went lived in a practice apartment i could have touched a baby maybe like just just went been in the same room as a baby and see if i was okay okay, with babies part i don't like about this is the practice apartment if you want to you can volunteer (laughs) rent a baby and have them come to your home you can volunteer to go hospitals have volunteer programs for people to come in and volunteer to like touch uh, preemie babies so they have the sense of being touched or to rock babies they're, they're, the hospitals have these programs where you go in and feed the babies when the mother can't da, 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 da. there are opportunities where you can go and interface with a kid without, so you're on the without, fence on this without one. somebody putting a kid in your goddamn test home it's, it's, to it's, see whether or not you're going to hit its head against the radiator when it starts to cry no it's not a test home it's a place you go it's like a test apartment where you live for a week exactly test. but they're going to give you a baby there Who's watching you? Stop I, I, it. I, I, no. I, I don't know. No. I don't make these things up. No. I, I get them off the internet. Although we have a newborn infant who's born on the monorail uh, in Monorail Inferno. <laughs> nice. Now you got me thinking. Maybe I can like go to our overburdened foster care system and say, hey. Question number five for you. Can you loan us a newborn each day? Uh, question number five for you. What do you remember most about elementary school? 
That I hated it. Did, how could you hate elementary school? Oh, I hated school. Really? Like the oh, whole thing? I hated it always. Yes, yes. I'm just. I, I I didn't. Uh, I'm sorry. I just laughed at your pain when you said that mm, at the end. Really, you just yeah, sound no, like suffering. No. In, somehow, I there was just horrible. nothing good. No, not even uh, one moment. I, I, I my whole childhood was one of seizing good moments and trying to focus on them and not on the the bad moments. But I I lived in a really sports fanatic town, Stupid. small town. Yeah, in a sports fanatic family, where both my brothers were uh, uh, excelled at every sport known to mankind, where my father had been on the farm team for the New York Jets Ooh. and was the high school football coach and the pop founder of Pop Warner Football in our town. And I had no abilities whatsoever. Me, and we have a lot in common. I'm blind in one eye, yeah. so I don't have any depth perception. Okay, so that makes sports hard. I can't perceive a, yeah. a distance of an incoming ball or a bat a ball or throw, yeah, just just was and nobody unbelievably no one took the time as a child to explain to me as i was a child to explain to me that it was my vision that was the reason i was no good at these things yeah so i was just left to believe that i was somehow bad at inept. yeah and um and in everything everything around school centered around it's like classes were secondary to to extracurricular Sports. activities, yeah, seriously, yeah. and and gym was never about calisthenics or or nutrition or or you know exercise. It was about playing sports and winning and sports. Winning sports. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was. I'm right there yeah, with you. So Go. always being the last one picked was not a joy of my childhood. Yeah. You know. Okay, so elementary school sucked. Elementary school sucked. Okay, there was it no there, no theater, no no drama class. No. Uh, no, there was not. When I got when there there was a drama was not part of the curriculum in my high school, but there was a drama club. Okay. But the year that I went into high school, our high school was so overburdened they went on to double sessions. You didn't go to school in Florida. It sounds a lot like no, Florida. No. I know, right? It sounds like yeah. Florida. Yeah. We went double sessions. Okay. So I I and 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 so now the school is open until after. After dark, yeah, and so they canceled the drama club, Aww. claiming that they couldn't afford to keep the lights on in the school after dark. I'm sure they had a football team, though. However, yeah, yeah. they spent tens of thousands of dollars to buy lighting towers to light the practice field for the football team, which now had to uh, rehearse, rehearse, uh, what do you call it, practice in the dark. You did grow up in the and, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so uh, actually in Wansie with a Z, my, my autobiographical show we did last year at Fringe, it tells this story. And so that was the beginning of my activism. I was so angry and I couldn't get anyone at City Hall to listen to me or at the school board or whatnot. So out of my own pocket, I printed up flyers. And How I, old are you at this point? I, uh, I was, um, well, a freshman in high school. So you were 15? 15, 16, yeah. You were printing up flyers and fighting the man I, at 15? I, it was my first time, yes. Good for and you. I, I got so many people to show up that it overflowed the room. They had to move where the Board of Education meeting was. <laughs> and Look I, at you. I got up and gave a speech about... How is this possible? You're footloose, you, you, dude. You, you, we can't. You can't fund having the lights on in an auditorium for the drama club. Oh, please tell but me you, you won. You can go out and buy, yeah. purchase Pet ten thousand dollar lighting towers. Did you win so the football team? Did, yes. Tell me. Well, good yes. for you. Yes, I, I We we won. The decision was made that that that, that we they had to uh, accommodate us. 
and um, and also people just opened up their checkbooks and started writing checks out to uh, the non-existent drama club. So the drama club met on the football field. Right? <laughs> we got the lights on in the auditorium. <laughs> we rehearsed till midnight, but uh, you know. Anyway. Question, question number six. This is an email. Uh, if you have, I, I said this when I talked about the phone number. If you have a problem in your life and you don't like talking on the phone, email us at scotchandgoodconversation at gmail If it's remotely interesting, I'll read on the air and we for a long time we didn't get emails and I, I have this theory that maybe the same person's writing emails over and over again mm. but uh, I have nothing to back that up with this one actually doesn't have a name at the end it says uh, the subtitle is help what color should I paint my front door okay it says I can't decide the outside is orange for the purpose of feng sway my front door faces west the single door of the garage faces east in the backyard and another single door faces north from my den into the backyard. Thanks. I don't know why they included all that crap about, well, about the other doors, but it's but, all, uh, it has to do with front. So the, out, the outside is orange. Oh, see, I, clearly the only answer is multicolored polka dots. Okay, boom. Wanti says multicolored polka dots. Uh, <laughs> that'll, that'll piss off the neighbors. Um, I say orange. That's a horrible color for but a it's, house. This yeah. house is orange already. Yeah. No, yeah, no. Wonder Bread polka dots. Can we do I yellow? Think. Would that work? I'm a big fan of yellow. A big, bright, in-your-face yellow? Sunny yellow. I don't like golden yellow, but, you know, daffodil, buttercup yellow. Uh, I'm, uh, Wanty says polka dots. Michael, do you like... I miss you like Wanty, right? I didn't know well, what to call you. Most Mr. people Wanty. don't even know what my first name is. It's Michael. It is Michael, yes. Okay, so most people what do you Wanty. prefer? I have no preference. My 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 stage name, my radio name is Wanzi. That's what most people call me. See, I think I'm going to call you Michael if I can remember. But in you my may. head, you're always on on the Phillips file. Mm -hmm. So I know he calls you Michael, but they right. they they call, everybody calls you Wanzi. It's very confusing. Yes. I'm sorry. That's okay. I like you. Oh, um, see, uh, it's so here comes um, that bisexual thing. <laughs> <laughs> One more drink. <laughs> Michael says polka dots. What color polka dots? Like the Wonder Bread wrapper, you know. It's, is that that's a black and black no, dots? No black. It's a white. I, I don't. I don't need white, white bed. Come on, am I? It's a white background. They build strong bodies twelve ways. Um, <laughs> it's a white background with red, blue, and yellow dots. I could see that. No, yeah. I can't see that. No, if you're in my if if you happen to be in my neighborhood, please don't do that. I think if you've <laughs> painted your house orange, you might as well add insult to injury yeah, the, and have polka dot. I, I guess, yeah, because you're make you know, there's some sort of feng shui thing that you think this is a good idea. This is what happens. People email me and I shit all over them. Mm -hmm. um, here, here's the thing. Uh, you do what you want. I'm going to suggest some sort of yellow, even maybe a warm yellow. You know, uh, uh, bordering on a red slash orange. With orange? I, I, you, my front door is what? black. And my house is supposed to be gray. Black might be good. Yeah. The orange. I don't know. I guess that, but the, Halloween. Is it, yeah, that's, that's, that reeks of Halloween. Um, I uh, don't know what, go, what goes with orange. Nothing. Yellow nothing goes with orange. Uh, red, maybe like a bright in your face red that says, go away, don't knock on this. Put in a door that is almost Ooh. all glass. Ooh, I, or that or like a big industrial metal door. Like a bank vault. Like a sheet metal slate Like a gray. stainless steel thing. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. Yes. Spend the money and get a real door, dude. Or wood. Or, or, or young lady. I don't, I don't Natural know. Natural yeah. wood would go well wood. with orange. Ooh, solid. Get get a, a like a, a nice mahogany. There you go. <laughs> 
and, like, yeah, sure. And then if you're in a bind, you can always cut it up and make gasket. Sure, I'll take a. <laughs> <laughs> so so hopefully we answered if, if you want your emails answered in such a stupid nonchalant way email us over at scotch and good conversation I gave that a great deal of thought at gmail.com uh, <laughs> um, hey here's a commercial you should use this product you're not an amateur you don't need to go downtown you want a craft cocktail you want craft beer you want a cool comfortable environment without all the hassle what you need in your life is little indies located in the mills 50 district right next to will's pub they've got it they've got craft cocktails they've got craft beers they've got a cool comfortable laid-back environment they've got happy hours seven days a week without all the hassle and the amateurs located at 1036 mills avenue right next to will's pub go in there and check it out and let them know you heard about them on scotch and good conversation your third question please sir michael jesus god it's so long ago i know I well we, we, that commercial was really oh long my god, it was it was good mm. see okay. if i run if i were in a real what kind of studio is this? Rose, Rosie? Rosie Land. Rosie ass? Rose, Rose. Oh, stop. She's right here. <laughs> oh, that's the dog. Yes, yes I know. <laughs> Rosie Land Studios. Um, uh, Are you just I, making I, this up? You're, no. you're just making shit up, aren't you? No, I had a third. <laughs> I, had three, I actually had them written down, and I yeah. can't remember what the third one was. Um, it was about one of your... Oh, you, I guess you're kind of... A, in, how did you go about getting your sponsors when you when uh, who was your first sponsor my first sponsor was red light red light um my favorite craft beer bar in the world mm -hmm. located in the beautiful audubon park garden district um and then uh, the rest have either been guests on the podcast or come to me from guests on the podcast i uh i've lucked out and i've had i've had a couple people approach me to be sponsors with something that i didn't necessarily agree with Mm -hmm. Like just a, a product that I wasn't into, or just like the RMC, or sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, give me, give me a real, really, give me. An I'm example. not going to tell you who. No, <laughs> what, what if I have to go back and use them again? <laughs> um, so I, I, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to shit on them, but it just was just but something like I believed because, in because they, they just, made a product that was some. It was just something had... that I, I couldn't align myself with. All right, Chick Fil A, I get yeah. it. Red light, red light. Uh, it was something I was talking about anyway, and I'm friends with the owners, and I literally gotcha. helped build the bar. Okay. Um, La Femme du Fromage in the East End Market, Tonda is a wonderful lady, and she's doing something amazing over there. I go there and get the, the, the uh, oh, God, I, I'm, I'm going to say the word, the board. The yeah, that's charcuterie, charcuterie board. Yeah, yeah oh get that. God. It rules. It's very good. Um, the other ones kind of like fell in my lap. Little Indies. You know Will Walker? He does. He owns Will's Pub. Yes, yes, uh, Will and that whole group of bars, Little Indies, Will's Pub, Dirty Laundry, has been an institution in Orlando right. for almost as long as I've been here. And they're bringing great music and doing it in a such a great fashion that I, I was like, yes, I these are these are places that I was talking about anyway. Will's, you know, Will's Pub has been a uh, in the past has been during the fringe, fringe venue. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It just it just that just yes. occurred to me. And Orlando Meats, my uh, most recent one, um, they are 
everything that a local independent butcher slash restaurant should be. Should be yes. They they're bringing properly raised animals in and they're they're butchering them right there and then their menu is dynamite yeah. it, what what they have in their restaurant goes according to what they have like their coming in the back door chef table experiences have you is, been to one they're bringing the animal they cut off the head right yeah. in front of you it's, it's insane dip it, it in the boiling water to get the hair off they it, cut it up and it, blood is everywhere i don't it's know amazing, maybe you went to a different one than i went experience. to <laughs> <laughs> that that doesn't happen. <laughs> Gonna cut all of that out. No, they they really are wonderful. The farmer's daughter, sure, is standing she, on the side, she, crying. Please don't kill Bessie. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that went dark. Um, that being said, I've got a couple new podcasts that are coming out, and uh, I, I'm looking for sponsors. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All my sponsors are amazing, and they're local. They're locally owned. They're people who, who are independent in this neighborhood, and they bring something to Orlando. Yeah. I've lucked out. It, it takes a lot to monetize a podcast. Yeah. No, it, I know. Yeah, it, it, it's so. I guess either I'm really lucky, or I'm doing something sort of, kind of a little bit good. Um, I don't know what to do about all that stuff you just said. Well, well no, no, that's all right. No, and I'm the, the reason you're doing well is because of one word, genuine. You're genuine. I, I'm different. Uh, question number seven for you. What's a non-threatening way to start a conversation with someone you find attractive who sits next to you on public transportation? It's a pleasure to meet me. Ooh. <laughs> does that work? Have you used that? It does, and I do. Yeah, yes. Really? Yes. I think it might be a pleasure to meet you. I, I think it might. I've, I've had a really good time this afternoon. I was nervous. Were you nervous? Uh, no. No, I don't, mm. you don't get nervous a lot, do you? Uh, I, I, uh, I won't lie. I, I, I get nervous, not, not like sickening nervous, but I get nervous before um, any live performance and i think uh that must be that I'm must very, be nauseating when you when you do how, how many shows i i know people who literally will throw uh, get sick <laughs> and i'm like why do you do this and and then i know people who say no 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 i don't get nervous i think people who say they don't get nervous are lying yeah yeah and i actually i i am a big believer that nerves are the respect that you pay your audience oh wow if that's, that's nice did you make that up if you're not a little bit nervous then you shouldn't be going on well it means because, you're trying to do yes, your very best yes. and you don't want to uh you're taking money from people you know yeah yeah you know, what we're doing right now i'm not nervous about because no one's paying for it exactly well yeah. my sponsors are but well i'm sorry for them <laughs> well, <But laughs> uh, no uh, well one of the no, but yeah, I mean, you understand what i'm saying no I, I totally get it one of the reasons i stopped doing live reads during i used to live read commercials mm -hmm. and i usually start drinking during these things sure and i i when i really started taking this seriously and people started paying me to podcast just but a you, teeny bit you can't screw up i, I can't problem. screw up because yeah. because i honestly respect my sponsors yes. and i want them to yes. do well right. so uh uh, I don't remember what we were talking about. Non-threatened way to start. Oh, it's a pleasure to meet me. Yeah. yeah. I, I distinctly remember going to see the specials. You know the band, the specials? Uh, ska band, uh, 19, late 70s, early 80s. Kind of made a no. comeback. Okay, you'd no. like the specials maybe, sort of. Um, but I went to see the specials like in the 90s when they did a, kind of a reunion thing. My brother was with me and there was this really beautiful girl who had her eyebrow pierced. I'm not normally into that kind of thing, but it was in the mm. 90s. And she had a pixie cut and blonde hair. And I really, really thought she was attractive. And my brother was with me. So I walked see, up. The, just the fact that you would note 
and know that her haircut was a pixie cut uh -huh. is, gives credence to this whole the bisexual, bisexual thing. thing. Yeah, I just, just saying, I've thought about that. Just I, 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 I've totally thought about I that. I don't know a lot of straight men who even know what a pixie cut is. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, uh, I was in <laughs> theater, dude. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so so uh, I remember walking up to her and I was pretty drunk and the, the, the most clever thing I could come up with was your eyebrows pierced and you smell like vanilla. Oh, and did she respond well to no, that? No, she walked away. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't yeah. do well on first meetings. I, I'm not... It's about delivery. Yeah, yeah well, it's... it's about I, I, delivery. Because I, I remember my brother at that way. So he was... I think he might have been over my left shoulder. He was just grinning behind me, grinning and, and smiling like yeah. an idiot. <laughs> so Egging we, you on like, yeah, that's, this is a good round. We were yeah. really creepy, I'm sure, as a pair. I might have got her, like, if if maybe my dingbrat brother wasn't behind me. Uh, but uh, that that was my my relationships with uh, 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 people I'm interested in have always been the long game. I play the long game. Uh -huh. Like I, I wear on you like like a canker <laughs> sore. <laughs> I, I, you know, at, at first it's a lot of just poking like, hey, 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 hey. And I, and I think that's funny. Yes. Uh, <laughs> hey, look at me. Look, yeah. look at my dick. Look at my dick. Uh -huh. Look at my dick. Look at my dick. Look at mm -hmm. my dick. I, I, and that girl didn't stay around long enough, which is great because right. I, um, I met my wife right. and, and she's the cat's meow. What did, what, how long did you poke her before she responded? Um, She jumped me on my bones. Is that right? I know, right hot. It's yeah. cool. It was yeah. cool. It was really cool because she was 19 and I was 29. Yeah. Boom. Nailed it. Yeah. So exactly <laughs> the way she is at the meeting. Stop it. <laughs> she's going to be so mad at you. Um, uh, question number eight. This is the last one, and I, I'm God. interested in this one because you yeah. are a man about town. You are very popular here in Orlando. You, you, a lot of people know you. You're important. You, you're a mover and a shaker. Pop, pop popular is <laughs> known. You know you're you're beloved in Orlando. You know this. There are as many people who absolutely hate me. Who could possibly you. hate you? You would be surprised. I don't. I don't believe. Oh I, I'll oh, kick the their male, ass. I received, no. I, 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 who do you know that I don't know who could come and hang out and have a uh, what, what were we drinking over there? Uh, uh, vodka, vodka and cranberry. And cranberry. Yes. Yeah. Uh, who do you know that I don't know who could come on the podcast has something con to contribute to Orlando and could hang out and, and have a good time? Um, do you know Jeff Jones? Mm -hmm. That's Say great no. podcasting, by the way. I, I don't know. What does Mr. Jones do? Well, uh, Jeff Jones used to be uh, one of the uh, uh, talent booking people um, uh, at, at Hard Rock Live. He Ooh. worked there for years. Okay. And he, uh, I got to tell you this because this is crazy. He was massively overweight and he's a short guy and he had this huge hair that was voluminous um, almost like Afro-ish. Okay. And and so he was this little man who used to come to my happy hours that I hosted at the Parliament House uh, Bingo, and where I was on a microphone. He'd just, like stand in the shadows. Can I can I cut you? Is Parliament House is it okay still? Weren't, wasn't there? Wasn't it closing for a little while? Am I wrong on this? Oh, it's it's closing every twelve. Okay, because because I'm it's concerned. Never going anywhere. Okay, it's not because I yeah. love the parliament. I haven't been there in, yeah. in fifteen years, no, but but I love start. that that it's here. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. I'm sorry. I interrupted. Uh, uh, but, uh, but cool just, hair, right. short, chubby not guy. Not cool. No, okay. it was just voluminous. Have and you too, seen my head? Big, it's, cool, it's cool compared to me. Too yeah. big for his little body and overweight. <laughs> That's and how my penis is. Yeah. He never, hardly ever spoke. He never said. Ten words to me, but he would come, 
and watch me and Miss Sammy do our shtick up there. And I didn't realize he was like studying us a little bit, but he would give us tickets to concerts at Hard Rock Live to give away. That's a good guy to and, know. And he always gave us tickets, so we went to see anything and everything that ever came there. <laughs> to give away, but you kept them, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so we always got a pair each. And then okay, we got and a then, couple then pair giveaways. Give away. Yeah. yeah. Well, one day he hangs around after and he says, can I talk to you for a few minutes? I'm like, sure, sit down. This is like the most he's ever said to me. He goes, I think I'm going to be a stand-up comic. (laughs) (laughs) I about fell off my bar stool. You don't have to say anything. And I'm like, do you speak? (laughs) He goes, it's something I really want to try. What do you think? Good for him. And so anyway... Long story short, I, I I I helped him get a get a room where he could try out some shit and what I anyway. Now he has um, he's opened for Joan Rivers. Oh my goodness! A couple oh, of what, times. You, yes. this is Hard Rock's been around for what twenty years? Oh, uh, 1990, yeah. So he yeah. went from zero yeah. to sixty like in a really hot minute. So he 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 sent a she was she was doing this thing uh, on one of her tours where she would ask guy. people in each city to send in a tape. Well, and good then for her. She'd look at the tape and yeah. she'd let that person open for her. And um and so he he opened for her yeah. and he she liked him well enough that when she was in the vicinity again he 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 had him again. Wow. So now he does an open mic comedy night at the. Uh, cabaret room I manage, which is called the Starlight Room at Savoy in um, Ivanhoe Park. I used to clean in Ivanhoe house Village. There. Sure, yeah. yeah. And um, <laughs> anyway, uh, on the I think it's the first and fourth Tuesday of each month, it's Jeff Jones Comedy Showcase, and he gets local comics, but he's in the circuit now because he travels and goes everywhere. So anytime there's a national comedian, like within 120 miles of here, he gets them to come to this thing. It's free. They they don't charge. There's no cover. Yeah, yeah. And um and anyway, he wrote the show that I just directed that's playing right now at the Footlight Theater. It's called The Animatronicans. Uh-huh. Have you heard of it? Mm. Hugely, wildly successful fringe show two years ago. Yeah, yeah. The only time in the history of a festival that a show sold out before the festival began. Wow. And it's got a local cult following, and it's playing right now at the Parliament House Saturday nights. I don't know when this is gonna. Air. Yeah, it's going to be a little while. Right, but... Uh, no, no, actually, it's going to be like two weeks. Week okay, it'll yeah. still be going. Okay, good. Because um, it, it runs uh, it runs like till May, uh, May something or other, but it's Saturday nights at the Parliament House, and um, it's the Animatronicans, and it's a play he wrote that's about four Disney robotic characters <laughs> from attractions who live together in a rented house in Windermere at night after the park closes. Of course. And the first human being to ever come into the home not knowing that it's inhabited by Disney... <laughs> animatronicans okay you guys abraham lincoln lives there you you don't run out of shit to write about do you yeah (laughs) abraham lincoln lives there the 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 uh retired polar bear from when they turned the norway attraction into frozen and um, (laughs) dream finder from the journey into imagination and john the father of the family in carousel of progress they all live there together and um and and they have a (laughs) studio audience in their house that rotates (laughs) So what's, what's his name again? It is a Remind Jeff, me. Jeff Jones. Mr. Jones, please come on my podcast. You sound wonderful. I will send him That's to a you. set on that guy. Like, just to kind of go, I think I can do this. I know. Because oh, well, the, 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 the end up of the story is he dabbles in it a little bit and, and starts winning some shit and getting some bookings and then decides 
there's no way he could know if he can make it or not while he's having this full-time management position at um, pretty Hard good, Rock. Pretty good gig. Not, so, not a bad gig. Right. Yeah, and yeah. so he just makes the decision that he's he got He quit a, Hard Rock? He did. Fuck he, me. He, <laughs> he, <laughs> the dude does have no, a he, yeah, yeah, he goes in and he negotiates a deal where he's like, I'm leaving no matter what. I'm going to dedicate two years to trying to become a comic and, and I can afford to not work for two years and do that, whether I make money at it or not. And so, you know, you want to make a deal with me to help me, you know, I'll, I'll come in a couple days a week for four hours, that's it, to yeah, train yeah. somebody, else, but on this date, I'm out. I'm out. And that's what he did, and that's what he's doing, and he's becoming really successful. Good for him. Yeah, so, and yeah. you were the catalyst, the very jumping point at which all this started. Well, I don't know. I think was, you might yeah. have been. <laughs> Whatever. He watched you and your shenanigans. Well, anyway, yeah. now, he's, his voluminous hairdo is gone, and he's got a little <laughs> spiky kind of a contemporary hairdo thing. He lost like a hundred fucking pounds okay. and looks like a completely different person because he's went into comedy. You are life changing. <laughs> I said that with a certain intensity. That was I'm believable. Sure, right? Right. I think you're life changing. You no, know that you didn't mean one word of it, but that's I, I, this has been fun. Did you have a good time? Is it all right? Yes, it was, it was quite lovely. It's different, right? Yeah. yeah it's, it's have a, to pee like a racehorse. Well, we're almost done. Thank you so mm-hmm. much. Remind the kids everything you've ever done and where they should see it. <laughs> the, uh, the most important, the greatest, the greatest hits. Come see Monorail Inferno, Wanzi's Monorail Inferno at the Orlando International Fringe Theater Festival. Festival runs May 15th through the 28th. My show opens on the 18th and has seven performances. The festival rocks. It is, you know, the thing about it is, is, is you, 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 you can choose things in advance, or you just wait. You go to the beer tent and you get talking with people, and you listen to what other people liked and what they didn't like, and you make friends, and you find they find out what your vibe is, and then they're like, oh, if you like that band, go then you like this show. Yeah, da, da, yeah. Da, da, da. And it's just great. And some stuff is absolute shit, and some <laughs> stuff. Is absolutely earth shattering. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. In order to be a fringe festival, a true fringe festival, yeah. it has to be one hundred percent unjuried. So no one sees your shit. Oh, that's you great. Do it. I didn't know that. Has to be hundred percent unjuried, yeah. picked by lottery, and has to be hundred percent uncensored. So no one can tell you what you can and can't say or do. So there's nudity there's full frontal male nudity, love nudity, that. there's full frontal female nudity I love that and more. things. Yeah. yeah. And um, we better drive that point home. Um, and and um, <laughs> just trying to make sure. And a hundred percent hates that. Yeah, hundred percent of the ticket sales go to the artist. That's that's amazing. Yes. And, and Fringe has been a thing in Orlando that that it, it's just one of the many things that makes Orlando an interesting part does, of, right. of the country. If you're coming in from another state or country and you happen to be in Orlando. Go to the Fringe. Come hang out. And if you haven't and been... And if you live here and you've never and, been... And you haven't been, it's go. It's almost unforgivable. It's it's absolutely incredible. They're, the they're, website, may I, is... Yeah, please. ...simply Orlando Fringe, F-R-I-N-G-E dot org. And right now, all of the shows, all the hundred and almost 40 shows that'll be at the festival this year are listed there. There are multiple opportunities to see every one of them. You can buy your tickets online or you can just go hang out at the beer tent. And the free stage oh. where you went and saw your friends play, the band. Yeah, the, the Sabooms. Yeah, you don't even have to... There's all kinds of entertainment down there that you don't even have to buy a ticket for. There's a, an outdoor stage with um, bands playing on it from morning till night. Yeah, the, it, 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 there'll be links in the show notes to all of this, and I'm sure I'll post them up on uh, 
Scotching Good Conversation and Scotching Good Conversation list on Facebook. Get involved. Uh, we got shit going on here in Orlando, and it's great. And thank you so much for coming thank in. Thank you, Peter. I appreciate it. I want to remind you that the music, the haunting theme of Scotching Good Conversation. Haunting. I, I know, right? It is uh, written by CJ Mask. He's incredible. He records. He produces. If you like the, that kind of thing, get at me. I'll, he'll take care of you. want to remind you that uh, this episode and every episode is brought to you by Compass Box Whiskey my favorite scotch and they're very good at what they do and you can get them at any decent liquor store uh red light red light the best damn beer bar in the world located at 2810 kareen drive in beautiful audubon park right down the street la femme du fromage they are orlando's cheese shop they're located in the east end market at 3210 now i feel like i'm blowing through this but i feel like you have no, to pee yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, 3210 kareen drive orlando meets get the burger and then buy yourself something get a steak get then bring it home and grill it because it's delicious they're located right next to the matador at 728 virginia drive and Lil Indies. Lil Indies. Craft cocktail, delicious beers in the hippest section of town, probably in Orlando, right next to Will's Pub. You know where it is. 1036 Mills Drive. If you dig the podcast, if you dig Wansey and you want to help Michael, see, I, I did it again. If you want to help no, Michael, if you want to help Michael and the Friends Festival, you see this on Facebook, repost it, share it, and get it around. Um, leave a review that would help me subscribe that would help me and go to gofundme.com and type in monorail club car that would help Michael $10 you could say something snarky I'm in the program I'm going to say the most thousands th of people will see it the most snarky thing alright <laughs> okay uh, I like snarky <laughs> uh, conversation.com. give us a call 407-706-9523 tell a friend Facebook make sure that's on Instagram uh, whatever Michael, I love you. You're my new friend. We're friends. Okay. Okay. You can't say it to me. You can't. Huh? You can't say you love me. Huh? You can't say you love me. No, I love you to death. I okay. think you're the deal. I. I think I might be the deal. You guys, um, be nice to each other. Uh, hug each other. Love each other. If there's someone in your life who you appreciate. Tell them you love them. I love that. See, because, that's what I said. You're, gen, you're genuine. Because, because it's important, come. and sometimes you might miss out on that chance. You guys, have fun. Take care. Peace. Bye-bye. Production.